I V M. We'd like to thank Storytel for sponsoring this show. Storytel is an audiobook platform that lets you hear hundreds of thousands of stories on your mobile PC wherever you prefer. Now, generally, Storytel is a great deal at $2.99 a month for an unlimited number of books. But for our listeners, we've got something special. The first month for IBM listeners is now just $99. That's an insane deal. It's $200 off the first month. To start you off, let me recommend one of my favorite books, Range, How Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. This is a book by David Epstein and is one of the most thoughtful books I've read recently. He talks about early specialization and why that's not necessarily the best way to go in a modern world where problems are not always simple and viewing them from multiple lenses are helpful. In the Indian context where we're forced to choose science, commerce, or arts in the 10th standard, I think this is particularly applicable and it's a great read. So go to storytell.com slash IBM. Go get your first month at just 99 bucks and check out Range by David Epstein. Great read. Welcome to Absolutely Right, the first graphology-based podcast show in India. I'm your host, Aditi Sarada. I am a graphologist and a high-performance coach. Back in 2004, nobody believed me when I said I want to become a professional handwriting analyst. Many people thought this is just a hobby and I will leave this work in two to three years. I knew people who did it as their hobby, but it was impractical to look at it as a full-time career at that time. Thankfully, I met a few people, including our guest on today's Absolutely Right episode, who looked at my madness, sensed my passion, and encouraged it. As they say, it takes one to know one. A writer, creative director, and programming head for Radio City, independent ad filmmaker and producer Ravi Ayer became an entrepreneur in 2006 and launched his production house called Talkaholic Productions. I met Ravi for the first time in the Radio City office where I did my first graphology-based radio show. Today, after 13 years, I'm analyzing his handwriting again. And he has a loaded question for me. Based on his old writing sample and the new writing sample, he wants me to talk about how he has evolved over these years. As you listen to the episode, do check out our new segments on the show, Autograph Please, where I describe how exactly the guest is understood or misunderstood by people around them and graphology tool of the week where I will be talking about why Cyrus Brocha famously gets in trouble with authority. To make the most of this episode, keep a notepad handy. Either look at your own natural way of writing or scribble a few lines for you to look at some fascinating facts of your personality based on the writing strokes. Today, I will be talking about something called variable slant where your handwriting moves to the left and to the right at the same time disconnected writing or as they call it printed writing and challenges of a creative person Ravi will join us on the other side of this short break stay tuned hello everybody welcome to another week on the IVM podcast network if you're not following us on social media please do we're IVM podcast on Twitter Facebook and Instagram once again just a quick reminder please do help us out by filling out our survey it's at ivmpodcast.com slash survey it really does help us figure out who's listening and, you know, what are the characteristics that we can go and push to advertisers. That is massively helpful to us. Please, please, please do help out with that. So on the network this week, let me start with a quick milestone. It's the 100th episode of Begin the Journey with Ashish Vidyarthi. Congratulations to Ashish and the team. Great show. If you're not listening to it, he talks to you about just how to approach life. It's just very, very cool stuff. Do check this out. Want to mention the note with Maru Kinaya? She talks about why petrol prices are so high. On the Wired talk, Siddharth speaks with Harsh Mandar. On Advertising is Dead, Varun speaks to Kabir Biswas, the founder of Dunzo. They have a really interesting conversation about, you know, what's the future of Dunzo and what they're thinking about. 
on the traveling professor's diaries. Check out Siddharth talk about the performance paradox. I found it really fascinating and interesting. I think that you guys will really get something out of listening to that. Please do give that a listen. And finally, let me mention Zindagi Diaries. It's Ragini Kumar's poetry podcast. The first week when it came out, we put out five poems first week. We put out another five poems this week. And the response has been phenomenal. Do check it out. It's in Hindi. It's a poetry podcast. Something a little different. Do give it a shot and let us know what you think. And with that, let me get you back to your show. So today I have my friend Ravi Ayer with me and I know Ravi from 2006 into the Radio City office back in the day and coming up with this idea of doing a radio show based on handwriting and I initially I felt that all of you indulged me you just like okay new kid on the block let's see what she is doing what she's up to but it was amazing to do the very first radio show uh, based on graphology so Ravi what was your first impression when you heard about graphology So honestly Aditi imagine doing graphology on radio so we, uh, like you rightly said we probably indulged you a little is what even i think it was <laughs> uh, and i think uh, harsh was very gung ho about uh, uh, doing this on air so you know i am the sort of guy who likes to experiment a lot i am and right. radio is a medium medium to experiment so what if you are talking something that's visual why couldn't we describe it and talk to people that was my intention and uh, when i met you first i i am a guy who is very cynical about everything you know that for a fact so my whole attitude to the whole thing was let's make some interesting content and mm-hmm. as we went forward as you would explain that you know this is a scientific process and honestly i would think yeah graphology can be a scientific process even if i were to leave aside uh, my cynicism for a minute and take a look <laughs> at it like uh factually speaking you can analyze a person's psychology based on her, his handwriting i mean it makes sense it is not so without sense there definitely must be something to it today you've sent me handwriting samples from 1986 and 89 then and, and then other samples through the process through these years and the question is very very difficult i'm supposed uh, to talk about how you have changed over these years it's not only that you have changed which you have but how exactly you have uh, you know because evolved as a person because if you could uh, figure that out because i can't figure it out myself so it would be you should nice. if if you <laughs> no, become I mean, that analytical there is a problem <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not that analytical i don't bother so uh, so let me let me jump in and i remember the handwriting sample that you had given me uh, also because you were not willing no matter how much other people told you and nudged you to get it you know give it a shot you are like not willing to do that and after many months you one day you said okay i think i would like you to look at my handwriting and i almost felt that was my achievement finally okay. ravi is convinced to to show his handwriting and you uh, wrote with a specific pen so tell us yeah. about your pen relationships like you so you are very very particular about it evolved over the years there are a lot more pens now and okay. i used to preferably write with one fountain pen only and uh, i used to not part with it to anybody so now there are uh, several fountain pens that i picked up some of them uh, the one which i used to write with is still there the better fountain pen that i believe that's for around 13 years now and uh, wow. this pen has been with me for only a year or so i've been smoothening it and writing with it so i feel the analytic side of writing for me can be done with any pen but mm-hmm. when i get down to the creative side of writing i like to use a particular pen or uh, a kind of way of writing 
so when i uh, when i am writing something on the creative side i do not like ruled lines at all because it sort of mm-hmm. restricts your mental um, strength of thinking you know so i like unruled sheets of paper and i may write all over the place and i prefer to write with a fountain pen in most cases and uh, like i said i have a specific fountain pen which i write with when it comes to creative writing i can't agree with you more for two three reasons first of all people prefer unruled paper they are very very creative and if you know that every any time i ask people to create a handwriting sample i insist on writing on an unruled paper so that your mind can go anywhere and that's what i think your thriving point is i'm i'm very surprised that you figured it out on your own second thing is people who use uh, ink pens and who love the ink flowing and the thickness of the the impression that it makes mm-hmm. it talks about how you love to indulge in every experience so these mm-hmm. people are more sensory they love to uh, go and experience the textures and nuances of the voice or or music that they listen to if they're talking about food they would talk about the minute flavors now that all is applicable to you with that simple choice of what kind of writing instrument that you use and yes graphology has all of this so ravi as i look at your handwriting sample from this current phase which you said wrote today morning one of the most important things uh, that come to my mind right now is how focused you have become like i remember you from 2006 and you were really obviously you were creative you are even now but that time you were more exploratory you picked up things yeah. and you jumped into them and you wanted to figure it out now it is right. more about having a specific direction uh, yeah. and also making sure that you do not move away from what you have decided or or a kind of plan of action is it part of growing up for you in a way i think uh, at, at now i'm 52 so some i had to grow up to some level at some point of time so uh, some somewhere what happened is yeah the maturity does kick in and uh, you mm-hmm. do realize that you can't just keep anyway they were i still do write a lot of ideas which don't see the light of day but i keep them mm-hmm. aside for what they are worth and i move on to something else so they now there there are two sides to what i do there's an execution side so when i get down to executing i don't bother about wondering whether uh, is it optimal or whatever a lot of people get into the zone of uh, it's not creative enough yet and that will never happen yes so mm-hmm. i would rather run with it the way it is we've also in the last 10 years or so when we make corporate films very often a client comes to us with a prototype of a product mm-hmm. and he says shoot this mm-hmm. and he's not even aware of what to say for it so there may not be a script at right. all and we evolved into making a place in such a way so i have my own audio setup the voice over we do the scripting on the fly very often and there are very few organizations mm-hmm. who could do that so we have our own uh, team right. of people so that sort of opens up certain things and this happened couple of times with me or uh, in the initial stage of my career i used to write let's say if i wrote lyrics for a jingle um i used to mm. work with a gentleman called ashok patki and ashok patki mm. would produce whatever you wrote in a certain way okay and then in later in the later years i started working with a guy called rajat dholakia who's known as juku mm. and he has a tendency to throw everything out of the window he'll pick up one line from what you've written and say that this is a hook line and now let's go mm. forward and redo this whole thing so the moment i started working with him i realized that it's an evolution process so then i am not going to sit mm. and worry about 
what I have written. I will junk right. everything and rewrite everything. So at mm. present times, if I am an executioner, if I am a producer or a director, I am no more a mm. writer. So there will be a right. writer who does the writing, and let him deal with the problems of the writing. And I will see right. to it that the execution side of things, when you are in the flow of things, it has to go in a particular way. I take care of that, and I don't bother about that. So I've been able to sort of demarcate those areas. I remember telling you this last time, and that is applicable even today. That you are mm-hmm. highly intuitive. So when people write in disconnected style, it talks about their ability to perceive way more than what is available in the moment, mm-hmm. and that is a skill that is a gift. It has other side of making the person disorganized. You mm-hmm. cannot be completely planned and intuitive. Very rarely right. that happens. Right. So what I see as a transformation over these years, you have literally picked up. that perception or ability to see things um i think way beyond what what meets the eye but bring it to your execution and make very practical decisions which is very interesting to look at which i think is the biggest shift if i have to compare both handwritings that you have sent that is the biggest shift here that you okay. you are perceptive but you do not give in to your perception to a point where you become uh, excessively creative or excessively uh impatient about moving things forward hmm sure sounds good sounds good <laughs> <laughs> any specific question you have for me that i can and dig into so i i i don't know since we met around uh, the, what 13 years back we would have had that talk when i was thinking of shifting you know and typically when a person right. comes to a point in life where you are shifting for a change a large change in my case you know that i was going to give up a a job completely it wasn't a, a job in my career a corporate career and move on to start something on my own so obviously at that point of time i had no idea where i was headed because uh, right. i had no clue that this is what i would be headed to so in the initial stages i dabbled with training people did a whole lot of other things and then settled in to be a producer director or whatever even today there are some things which i am exploring so suddenly now we will probably move into making feature films and it won't be only short films or corporate films alone uh-huh. so there's a lot that is happening and uh, what i want to know is that see you've seen a lot of people's careers i don't know how many people's handwritings you've analyzed <laughs> over the people, period of time kind the reason why i shared that was also to figure out uh, see for a lot of people they can't see it themselves the change in right. you is so gradual so it's like the frog which is put in boiling water if you put it in boiling water yes. suddenly it will die but if you increase the temperature slowly the frog does not know that the water is boiling so yep. the the water may have come to a boil now but it's right. been simmering for a very long time so it it eventually <laughs> comes to a boil you know so the pandemic has probably brought the water <laughs> to a boil true true so, So you tell me. I mean, I would rather openly accept whatever you say because you can read a lot more from that, and that's the intention. I want to know what you have to say. So when we look at uh, walking into a situation with a focused approach, which is a new uh, practice behavior that you show, with that comes the the evaluation of the risk that you are getting into. Sometimes you do get excited and you stretch yourself, you bend backwards, and you do take take more risk than what you can handle. and that is something i definitely feel you should look at sorry mm-hmm. or more more i would say maybe stress rather than risk in my case 
the stress seems to be the bigger issue than the risk because the risk is usually a little low we don't seem to have too much of uh, what do you call it uh, we usually work more on commissioned projects so factually speaking but the Ravi, risk, the risk project, might not be financial like yeah, financial the is one we are looking at more risk. emotional risk there is more yeah. emotional risk I, yeah i feel like it's more over about uh, the ability to take risk in terms of uh, uh, do i want to do this project in the manner that i'm asked to do i have to do it last moment am i really feeling creative about it all these emotional risks actually play even deeper in our minds most of that's the time right. second important aspect for you is you have to keep uh, your imagination wide if you're mm-hmm. doing something and if you feel you got your way around it you keep reinventing it or keep innovating it to the next level and that mm. may create according to me that creates your most conflicts with people people are like but you got the formula why are you trying it over and over again you can just use the formula and go ahead with it and you're like no but we did it the last time why do i have to repeat it so this approach of constantly innovating uh, your tried and tested methods Uh, do bring in the tremendous creativity that you bring to the project but if people don't get it you feel highly disappointed hmm i i think so that disappointed moved on a little um mm-hmm. whether it's it's good or bad i don't know but the obviously uh, if i look at myself 30 years back the amount of mm-hmm. experiments i used to carry 30 years back was a lot more than what i do now very honestly and uh, I mean, now also there are too many it's just that probably you have reduced your quantity but not yeah. for normal human beings <laughs> that's possible that's possible so the but the experiments are more now on the basis of larger ideas as in uh, you know there are multiple pipelines also that i may be toying with it's not about trying multiple ideas for one thought so if a client yes. is a sort of very conservative and he says that you know this is what i feel this is i don't get bothered anymore earlier i would be bothered by believing that you know this needs to be done in this kind of a way and shouldn't be done in this way now i've reached a stage where i tell them that this is what is the ideal way of doing it if you don't want to do it yourself with your children go ahead and do it that's the way <laughs> i would say another aspect of of your stress right now mm-hmm. is about withdrawing suddenly Mm-hmm. in the middle of whatever you're doing so okay. you require those breaks to internalize the process mm-hmm. and if you don't get those breaks if you do not get to withdraw mm-hmm. uh, quickly comfortably in the middle of the chaos you feel you lose your perspective so if you have to look at it as a larger picture it is that uh, freedom that matters to you a lot i think being a freelancer and then an entrepreneur gave you the ability and demand to do that and which i feel is 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 an important aspect we should which you should keep in mind always sure sure so one thing which i want to talk about is uh when you write your handwriting moves to the left and right both the sides mm. if you have ever noticed yeah. so we call it slant and we call it a slant which is leftward and rightward for anybody who is listening to our show if they have a writing which moves like that that mm. talks about your need to socialize with people and then suddenly withdraw and get into your own shell and then socialize okay. again or connect with others and then have that space where no one knows what's happening inside your world mm. now that uh, that you know dichotomy is confusing mm. for people 
and mm-hmm. i remember having this conversation with you even uh, 13 years ago mm-hmm. but this is an important aspect people with the variable slant the slant that goes both ways require to know their balance and most mm-hmm. most of the times you believe that people don't understand you you know like they don't get the the expanse that you can become in after working with you after knowing you for many years so the the trick here is to really lower your expectations from others and actually mm. train them to mm. know you better unromantic as it may sound but it is very crucial and i believe all the relationships in which you have thrived or your long term relationships you have invariably landed doing up that mm. you actually held th- those concepts and you help people understand what exactly you're doing and why you're doing it sometimes it becomes an advantage too you can always pretend to be moody <laughs> and get away that's like a creative freedom like that <laughs> yeah yeah so a lot of times that okay. people when they get into the detailing and mm. uh, if the detailing is very mundane or it doesn't uh, i find it very ridiculous i don't even go into it i just shut off which is easier when it comes to your professional life the bigger challenge here is about your personal life which i was referring to because people get it professionally that you have your own style of working right, but when it right. comes to uh, friendships and closer relationship the expectations are such that people want you to behave in a certain manner mm-hmm. and being able to uh, be the provider for their needs and that time when you want to take your time and which happens with many people with variable slant that when they want to withdraw at that moment it becomes a challenge so the words like i need my space for some time are very important to you and if you kind of live by that and if you you know create systems and and, and train people around you i meant specifically for this area if you don't get your space then any space that you walk into becomes intimidating uncomfortable or uninteresting for you okay let's get into the next segment autograph please where i will be looking at your signature and talking about your public image and how people misunderstand you but before i get there i want to talk about your role as a parent and how you have been so closely associated with the autistic movement i have always been very uh, i would say moved looking at chitras and your work with other institutes and and organizations please tell us more about it so shravan our son is autistic and uh, he's now 22 he's non verbal so that again uh, makes it a little different from autism where other adults are concerned he's an adult but uh, cannot express a lot of things that he says or he would want to say so most of it uh, is manifested through gestures and uh, pointing actions and we understand him perfectly others may not understand mm-hmm. him at all so it mm-hmm. suits us quite okay at present but in the coming forward in the future i guess the we'll have to worry about that in a different way so most people who have children with autism have a tough time in initial stages especially to come to terms with the fact that their child has autism and being a spectrum disorder most people don't even know how wide that thing could go or what other repercussions so they usually as a parent support group we help them understand this better there's a large body of parents working with uh, us in that forum it's called the forum for autism mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, sanjeev kapoor has been a cause ambassador harsha bhogle has been a cause ambassador these are people also who have been helping us out and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a very nice comforting kind of space chitra has also been doing podcast regarding 
special needs children and what are the things that they could require. So financials, mm-hmm. for example. In our case, thankfully, we understood that the financials needed for a special needs person would be in a certain way. So, you know, creating mm-hmm. a trust or keeping aside money. These were things which we came to terms with quite early on. I think around 13, mm-hmm. 14 years back. And everything started falling into place. So thankfully, Chitra has taken care of that aspect very well. Where the business mm-hmm. side of things are concerned, we, uh, on my, at my end, I've had a zero debt policy for everything. So we don't mm-hmm. build up any kind of debt. But we also believe in creating a legacy. So mm-hmm. at the end of whatever period of time that we leave the world, there should be something mm-hmm. ready and available for others to move on and experiment with as well. So the intention mm-hmm. is that eventually probably we will create such a space where there will be other autistic individuals mixing, mingling and interacting with regular people who would be running a business. And these people could be a part of that in a small way. So Shravan could be like a cause ambassador. He could be doing mm-hmm. his own thing. He could just bring mm-hmm. water to somebody who walks into the organization. Somebody else mm-hmm. could be singing, somebody could be dancing, there could be live events, all sorts of things. So that is the kind of vision we have for the place. Where we go, we'll figure out as we go. And what is the name of Chitra's podcast? So I think it's called uh, the Special Needs Children Podcast. If uh, a parent is struggling with that, where can they find more information about this cause? So one, first and foremost, the Forum for Autism has its own website as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, apart from that, there is a a lady called Priyanka in the Forum for Autism who's like an administration person. She would Mm -hmm. help out everybody. There's a telephone number. I'll give you the telephone number later. You can add that to the uh, podcast as well. So people reach out to the forum as a parent support group. And there are Mm -hmm. lots of parents. It's not just one couple or something. There is a lady called Bina. Uh, Bina Mm -hmm. Modak was one of the founding members of the Forum for Autism. Extremely Mm -hmm. patient person, very soft-spoken, speaks Marathi, Hindi, um, all sorts of languages. So what happens is the people who need help are probably the larger segment of people who need help Mm -hmm. are probably those who may not be fluent in English. They may be people who do not have access to doctors, who do not have access to books, who may not even be able to read. So a lot of these parents help them out to understand Mm -hmm. this problem. So we also have doctors who are connected with us. There is Dr. Udani, there is Dr. Vibha Krishnamurti. Then there is AFA, which is part of a Delhi uh, chapter. There is Mary Borua, who also connects with us. So we have people across the world who are connected, sort of. There are children who have learning disabilities as well. And the parents are often struggling with trying to figure out what kind of, kind of a career can I choose for my child. True. What people don't realize is allow the child to be, allow the child to choose a career or go with the flow. You know, that's a, that's an easier way of doing things. Why do you need to Maybe choose? I'm a dyslexic child myself. I so, uh, after, <laughs> so I think uh, if it were not for graphology as my career, I have no clue what I would have done because most of the linear, regular things I struggle with. So I, I completely agree. And thank you for doing this because career options are... Uh, rare and where you can thrive and you can feel at home so thank you for the work that you guys do it's incredible to see the growth so let's come to our 
autograph please segment. Mm. So, sir, mm. when we look at your autograph and when we look at how people perceive you, unlike most people who try to be something else in public, you mm. are yourself in public. That creates more misunderstanding than one can imagine. People okay. expect you to be a little bit more polished and do not say things that they don't want to listen to or, you know, mm. probably keep your opinions uh, uh, camouflaged, that. but you do not. Mm. <laughs> so can you tell us something that happened because you just chose to be yourself and that didn't turn out very well? There have been times when I've done the weirdest of things and I've gotten away with it, thankfully. The point is, um, I've come to a conclusion that even with clients, the people who are mm. friends or who know mm. you for being a frank person, you may be opinionated as long as, uh, you know, that opinion is about a certain reason. It's for a reason. You know, they are willing to listen to you. Mm. And even if they don't listen to you at the end of the day, you can always turn around and say that you have a point of view which is different from my point of view. Let's take a middle road and work towards something. Where normal people are concerned, let's say friends are concerned or I, th I think also I've had the privilege of clients becoming friends and friends becoming clients mm -hmm. both ways, mm -hmm. which could also be because of uh, Shravan the way he is. So a lot of people mm -hmm. who know us on the personal front uh, realize that I'm not going to pretend come what me. I must say, Ravi, that is one of the most endearing parts of your personality that I always felt. I felt you get Ravi for whatever he is and whether you like it or not, but he would be himself. And I think that's rare and that is something that one, one must learn to cherish. And I'm not only talking on your behalf, I'm saying, you know, other people should cherish people who, are, who have the courage to be themselves. So thank you so much for not molding into some corporate box that people demanded yeah. you to mold into and, you know, continue to be yourself. So people have told me to mold into a corporate box several times. You've been to Radio City. There was an HR manager who came and told me that you've now been crowned the programming head. Now behave like a manager. So I said, look, I'm a creative person. And he wanted mm. me to sit in the cabin. And that is the last thing I would want to do. So I would never be seen in my cabin. I used to be outside. Ravi, but I must say that when people remain themselves in public situations... You have to pay a cost. Is that you have been willing to pay that cost and you said, I, I'm okay living this life which is not perfect according to others. So yes, there is a cost, but you're just willing to pay that cost. Yeah, I think uh, in my case, I mean, it's not much of a cost. Like for example, if I have an electric car and somebody says, you know, this guy moves around in an electric car. To me, it's a, that's the way I am. I don't need to uh, move you. around in a big car. Like I used to ride around on a bike and I had a slip disc and then I had to move on to a car. Otherwise, I wouldn't have moved to a car at all. Left to me, if I were as fit I was, as I was 30 years back, I would be on a bicycle. I would have gone back to riding bicycles then, you know, uh, move around in a car at all. It's just that my fitness levels are so bad that I can't ride for more than two kilometers at one stretch. So, otherwise, I would have been on a bicycle. Yeah. Ravi, thank you so much for being part of our show. And this is so beautiful to see for me personally, you know, the whole circle coming around and analyzing you after so many years and doing the comparison. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aditi. Our minds are complex machines. In some ways, they're predictable to the T. And in others, you cannot rely upon your next thought. The question is, how to play this game with all you got? How do you give your best shot? 
I believe to make the most of it, you need to understand how to hack your own personality. And to do that better, let me introduce you to the graphology tool of the week. Today, let's talk about this trait that I consider a mind block called defiance. If you haven't grabbed a pen and paper yet, this is the time to do that. Write this line. Kabir bought cakes and cookies. Let me repeat it. Kabir bought cakes and cookies. Use any ruled or unruled paper, doesn't matter. Just write it. Now, I believe you have written it. Now, observe the way you write your lowercase k. Not the capital letter in Kabir, but the lowercase letter k in cake and cookies. If the lowercase k looks like the uppercase k, then the writer shows defiance in his writing. Is it clear? If the capital K and small k, lowercase k, looks alike, then the writer has defiance in his writing. What does it mean? Let's ask Cyrus. Yes, Cyrus, Cyrus Brocha. During the lockdown, Cyrus and I chatted on Instagram Live. He has this defiant handwriting stroke in his writing and this is how he describes his behavior. You do not like people being authoritative for the heck of it. Oh, I if, hate authority. Yeah. I so hate your right spot on. Only because it is told that you must because do it. Because they're telling you me have what to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah, you I, have yeah, to Yeah, exactly. No, but like, I, I, I can't agree. stand the authority. I agree yeah. with you because it's not about what they're trying to say. Many a times you agree with what it's, they're trying to say. It's only because the yeah. way it is said. And if you see anybody being arrogant, anybody being... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Then, then it's you like you knew me all my life. Thing. With authority, I'm a big fan of Tamiz culture. If they speak nicely to me, I'll do anything they say. You know, but we just don't do that. Nobody, I mean, the cop will just tell you, chal, ikre, chal. You know, yeah. they, they don't, you know, just talk nicely. But anyway, that's, I've given up on that. But I don't like authority, no. Yes, and yeah. that has also led your career decisions and your many, many choices in life. You knew people going to be yeah. uh, irritating and they're going to be arrogant. And, and you have gotten into projects. Halfway through, you realize people are being authoritative and you've stepped out. Right, uh, And sometimes you just walk out without saying anything and you just like withdraw in the middle of a conversation because you're like, no point. I'm going to lose my mind. I might as well like protect them from me. So I might as well walk out. So not just walking out, but more often I start teasing them and uh, <laughs> it becomes a confrontational after some time because I start behaving like a five-year-old and making silly comments and undermining their authority and, you know, making yeah. fun or calling them by their first name. Sometimes you know, that irritates people when they're oh my God. Authority around other people. I have lots of techniques. And he's right. Being in the position of authority does not make anyone right, let alone righteous. Writers with this style of K start defending themselves without any reason. They rebel without a cause. They feel bullied by someone in command. And working under a boss who is arrogant or authoritative is their biggest challenge. Instead of being calm and composed in a situation like this when they are getting triggered, they either aggravate the issue by teasing the authorities further in the way Cyrus described it, Quietly walk away from the situation, just withdrawing in the middle of it, or say things like go to hell and leave. All of them are counterproductive. In Marathi, there is a phrase, Are la kare mhanna. So when somebody says are in a rude tone, instead of understanding why this person is being rude, you just say kare and just get into a fight. If your child has this stroke, then he or she cannot follow rules without getting irritated. If your subordinate has this stroke, then make sure that you be gentle and respectful while giving instruction to this person. If your spouse shows this stroke, then make sure that you do not use words like must, should, have to. For example, you cannot say things like you have to do the dishes 
or you should come with me to this party. That is just the beginning of a big fight there. I have mentioned this stroke and some other instructions about how to identify it in today's fun sheet. Download it from the website link aditisurana.com slash podcast. Look for episode number 83. Now the question is, what do you do if you have the stroke in your own handwriting? You know that you get irritated every now and then when people are rude to you and the remote control of your own behavior lies in the hands of others. On this week's Friday episode, let me talk about this topic in detail and come up with ways in which you can deal with it. Till then, you can think about all the questions that you can ask me and do send it to me on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this episode has impacted you in any way, then be the first one to create that impact on others. Look at someone's handwriting, look for the defiant stroke and find ways in which you can help them. Every month I teach one graphology masterclass. It is designed for every participant to know themselves at a deeper level. As you can tell, it's a great way to detect anxiety patterns, all your challenges with yourself, understand your kids and hire better. Our next batch begins on Saturday, 9th of Jan. All the details are mentioned on the website aditisurana.com. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday with our defiance discussion. Till then, happy writing. Come learn and experience the ABCDs of being queer with me, Shunetro. And me, Farhad. On our show, Gay BCD. The two of us take you through our stories and experiences of being gay men in the city of Mumbai and have candid and sometimes downright scandalous conversations about sexuality, gay culture and everything in between. Catch new episodes of Gay BCD every Tuesday on the IBM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get all your podcasts from. Feeling overwhelmed, anxious, struggling with too many obstacles, don't know where your life is headed. Well, if you are dealing with one or all of these, tune into the Positively Unlimited podcast because in each episode, I share a life lesson, a life hack, a pro tip that can help you get your life back on track. All episodes are available on the IBM website, IBM Podcast app, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from.